Welcome to Outside Voice Inside. This week's episode is titled The Original Home. Today we discuss the reproductive system of female human bodies and how people are ignorant about its function. So grab a seat, take a listen, and we hope you enjoy Outside Voice Inside. Welcome back to Outside Voice Inside. We have taken a week off because uh, my wonderful co-host just had a birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Tamara. We're celebrating all month. This is like a tradition. You get the whole month to yourself. Yes. So welcome her back. We've been, she's been in Dubai. I've just been here in Atlanta chilling. Hey, do you know that plane ride was, whoo, Jesus, oh, hi. That was a lot. It was a whole <laughs> lot. But we're glad, we're glad to have you back. I, I survived. I survived it. Without further ado, I will introduce myself. I am Sin Delano. This week, uh, I have been preparing for the holidays, more so buying gifts. That's my version of the holidays. Checking off the list, the kids' Christmas list, making sure everything gets here by the 24th. My co-host. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Your co-host, Tam Joyner, who has not finished Christmas shopping and just realized <laughs> that Christmas is next Sunday. Um, yeah. Uh, I knew that, but I didn't know that. And I didn't know that going out of town for so long would throw me completely off. Yes. For Christmas. Like I'm besides the fact that I'm jet lagged, I still wait I'm waking up still on Dubai time. Like my sleep schedule is janky as hell. And so <laughs> I'm suffering myself. But outside of that, um I'm doing good. I made money making a cake. So maybe I can make money making more cakes. Yes. I make rum cakes now, Emily. Oh. So you know how that is. So see, so for those of you, there's a third voice. You hear there's a third voice? We have a special <laughs> guest today. I'm super excited. Woo! I would, would like to introduce Dr. Emily Cooper, who is actually my other half, um, <laughs> uh, astrologically and everything else. Um, I met Emily back. Look, I have to, you know, look, we gotta eight, we have to date ourselves. I bet I met Emily back in the late 90s. Um, <laughs> we went to grad school at the same school. Um, <laughs> she graduated from ODU with it. You got your master's in biology, correct? Yep. Okay. And I was there getting my master's in education. And then she went on to go to um, medical school at VCU. Um, and now she it works in North Carolina. Look, I have to say the name of the place, correct? Atrium Health Middle Point Family Practice. Mm-hmm. In, cool. North, in North Carolina, and she's a family doctor, and she's going to be our expert for today. She is a parent to a lovely seven-year-old named Dylan, who I love Aww. with all my hearts and soul. Um, she's an awesome wife to Mr. Brian Cooper. Brian's awesome. We love him. And she's a 29-year member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. 
Yes. She's been doing that for a long time. Oh, wow. (laughs) So I would like to introduce you all to my good friend, Emily, for our episode today. And I call her Emmentine because that's just my nickname for her. And I've (laughs) called her that for years. Mm -hmm. But for today's episode, I will refer to her as Emily or Dr. Cooper, just to keep it um, so y'all know that we don't have nobody on here just talking. There's people that know what they're talking about. So yeah, that- <laughs> thank you for being with us today, Emily. Thank Welcome. you so much for having me. This is going to be so much fun. I cannot wait. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, we're going to jump into uh, <clears throat> what's... Wait a minute. Are we doing the ghetto first? Yes. The world... Nope. No, Are we doing the world together? I thought no, we were doing... we're we're doing our speaker box first because it's leading into to... why the world is oh, so ghetto. why the world is ghetto. Yes, <laughs> okay. So, yes. speak, what's in our speaker box first? You go, or do you want so, me to go? So, well, I'll I'll tell Emily. Did usually every week we talk about what we've been listening to as far as music. So, if you've been listening to anything this past week, you know, feel free to chime in at any point. But okay. Um, I've been listening to a lot of ratchet music this week. I have. I've been listening to the young girls. The young oh, girls, you know, they, they make me reminisce about how hood radish I used to be. It's a little nostalgic. I was listening to Ken the Man. I love her to death. Oh, she's the best. But, um, I, I, you know, those are, I'm not living that lifestyle anymore. So I'm going to share the songs that are, are more my 43-year-old speed. Um <laughs> I was listening to um, Maui Moon, La Soul Child, and I don't know how to say this last name, Akeem, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And they saw, have a song called Leaving Summer. It's very neo-soulish, you know, my use. And um, there's also a song. I did not know this song existed, but it is called Earth is Ghetto. Mm-hmm. That's why I wanted to go last. Because there's a song, yes, and it's yeah. it's very soulful. But she's pretty much saying, "I need to get off this planet. It's ghetto here." Wait, <laughs> it's from, it, that is from the TikTok. It was a TikTok that this girl did, and it, and she turned it into a real song. Yes, oh, her name <laughs> is Aaliyah. It's Aaliyah. ghetto. I wanna leave. Yes, yes, yes. that's it exactly a, it. It was a TikTok. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was a TikTok, and then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she turned it into like a whole song, but I absolutely love that song. It's, yes, because it's because it, when you unless you're really listening to it, because it's like a very smooth kind of song, and until you listen to what she's saying, you kind of don't. You're like, wait, what? And then, but I gotta write I, that one down so I can yes, find. It. Yes, please. Earth her name, her name is Aaliyah Aaliyah Sheffield. Okay, and such she, a good song. I agree with her. <laughs> Earth is ghetto. What you been listening? And I agree to? with you. My husband and I were just talking about that today. Like this is trash. Like this stuff going on is straight garbage. So yes, I think that we. I think that when me and Sunita talk to each other like every day, we'll be like, oh, "This is so ghetto." Like everything is just so ghetto. And I can and I can honestly say that the entire time that I was in Dubai. I kept saying, ooh, the United States is a third world country. My God, it's just so ghetto. <laughs> like, I was like, we live in the ghetto. And I like, I, I want to give this one example, and then I want to talk about music. But when I went to the mall and I had to use the bathroom, 
I went to the ladies' restroom and I didn't know how to get into the restroom. And I didn't know how to get into the restroom once I went. I didn't know how to get into the stall because they looked like closets. So there was there was a door from the ceiling to the floor. Wow. And then you open it up and then it locks and says, you know, like it shows red or green and someone yes. is in there. But mm-hmm. like, it's literally, you have your own, pro- every bathroom had a bidet, every public restroom had a bidet. So it was like very much like you're in your own bathroom and nobody can see your feet. Like nobody is, is rushing you. And then after you come after the bathroom, there was a an attendant in the restroom and she went into every stall to make sure it was clean before the next person went into it. Hmm. We at the mall. Awesome. At the mall. This was at yeah. the mall. That's it's- how my restrooms are at my job. And I when I took Bug with me, she was like, it's so nice in here and yeah. it's warm and it's clean. And I was yeah. like, mm-hmm. yes. So that, was, that, was, that was how I knew that the United States was a third world country uh, just from the <laughs> bathroom alone that it was, you know, we it's, I think that everybody on our trip was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Now we got to go back to hell. Like it was, it was kind of that, it was like the conversation that we were having. But, um, Okay, so we're going to talk music. I um, was tasked at my job. We're doing uh, planning at my job, and I have to go to Savannah on Monday. Mm-hmm. So um, I was tasked with the fun activity because I always come up with the good fun activities. I don't know what that's about. So I had to create a playlist of, um, of music and get everybody to send me their song. So I did their uh, tunes by one of their favorite artists, their favorite Christmas song, and a song from the year they graduated from college. So I went to look for a song the year I graduated from college. Of course, I looked at the hip hop one and I was like, yeah, I could do this, but everything was explicit. And I was I worked with a bunch of white people. So I wasn't going to use one of those <laughs> tunes because the year I graduated, like Shook Ones came out. So I, so <laughs> I was going to do Shook Ones and that would have been, that would have been a little dicey. They would have, they would have been Shook. <laughs> that been, that's a little dicey. <laughs> so i was like let me go to the pop charts or the rock charts and so i went to those and i found and and it's not it was a popular song in 95 but it's a group called everclear and they did a song called santa monica and it was just it's kind of just like a ditty but it's like a rock ditty so um, i was listening to everclear um this week which is really weird because as soon as i saw the title of the song i was like Santa Monica. I like that song. And then I was like, why did I like this song? Like, it's just, just kind of like, it's not a bad song, but like, who was I in 1995 that that was kind of my thing? Tamara. So, uh, uh-huh. At J.A.U. Yes. Yes, definitely. And so then the other uh, song was that um, I have, we had the conversation, I've been having conversations about Mary J. Blige. Oh, how, how you know I've my argument when we did the favorite things episode my argument mm-hmm. that Mary was one of her best albums or at least mm-hmm. it was my favorite in in contention with um, my life and so um, I um, listened to Deep Inside with Mary J Blige and Elton John and um, I had a concert in my bathroom and you know <laughs> it was I was I was Mary all I needed was a blonde wig. 
and I would have been, <laughs> it would have been perfect for, you know, my bathroom, me and the blonde wig. So maybe that'll be in my Halloween costumage that I'll have a blonde wig so I can sing Mary J. Black. But yeah, so those were the songs that I was listening to this week. Emily, were you listening to anything special? So nothing special like you guys, but you know, of course, as your mommy and wife introducing Dylan to favorite Christmas songs. And so turned on my Pandora Temptations Holiday Station. And the first song that came on, of course, was In My Mind. Yes. <laughs> She's like, In My Mind, what is this? So, you know, I had to you know, help her, you know, come into one with her brownness. <laughs> you know, we've been pumping the Holiday Station. I'm was like you are really into Christmas stuff this year, and I'm like, well, you know, you gotta remember the last couple years have been rough, so yeah. you know, mm-hmm. just had really played holiday a, ho- a lot of holiday stuff the last two years. But yeah, so that's what I've been listening to, Holiday Station. So you know, mine is just a little bit boring. <laughs> no, 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 it gets you in the mood for the holiday. It gets you in the mood. Right. Yeah, I I listen to Paul McCartney's Wonderful Christmas Time at least once a day. Oh, goodness gracious. That's because that's your mood. song. That is, is your song. I listen to that even when it's not Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that takes me back to working in the mall because of course. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> wonderful Christmas time. Yes. That Days was it. In the mall. <laughs> Between that one and um, Vince Garaldi's The Charlie Brown Christmas, that was the other one that played all the time. Mm-hmm. All, the Char- the time. Was all the time was The Charlie Brown Christmas. All which I actually, I actually own that. I like I I oh actually God. that's one of my favorite Christmas mm-hmm. is um, the Charlie Brown Christmas one. Yeah, great. Without well, further ado, the, the world get, is ghetto. Let's get into the world has been especially ghetto while you were in Dubai, and quickly upon your return, all kinds of stuff has happened. So you know we were bigging up, and and this is the part, Emily. We not necessarily are harping on celebrities. We're talking mm-hmm. about the relationships that we have with, like, how we view things that they're doing mm-hmm. or how their behaviors are affecting other people. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we don't exist in a vacuum. Like, right. we're all connected in some type of way. So we were given Dion Sanders these big ups. And I actually talked to a friend and he was like, you guys didn't address Dion Sanders. And I said, we did talk about him. But he caught us in between when Dion left yep. right. the school in Mississippi mm-hmm. and accepted this offer. Was it Colorado? Yeah, Colorado. Yeah. Yep. He accepted this offer from Colorado. And I just, listen, there's been so much talk around it. Like, if you leave, how are we going to make things better within our community and this, that, but people always get money and then want to leave. You got to stay there. And I've seen like all these posts and all of this admonishment. But one of the things that people haven't really focused on is, has anybody talked to Dion about what his goals were? He can't have personal goals. You know, he did. And my friend, shout out to Jason Brummy, he was like, how do we know that his he hadn't accomplished his goal where he was and he's moving on to the next level? Exactly. Said, you know, that's a great point because right. even in what I'm doing in my work, I'm a director of business operations. That's not where I'm stopping. 
like my goal is to go on to run my own business successfully. So I have to level up. Mm -hmm. Does that mean I don't care about the company that I'm currently at when it's time for me to go? No, I have to go where I can grow. So without even knowing Dion's side, you have all these people who are now turning this into a, you don't care about your people, black people. And I kind of feel the same way because there's, I don't feel the same way about them. I feel the same way about, we aren't allowed to grow outside of where we grew up from. Where I come from, Emily, I don't know if you know anything about Oakland, California. Nope. It's ghetto. (laughs) It's nice there. There are very nice places there, but the state of California itself is very fucking expensive. And so it's damn near impossible to buy anything there unless you make a quarter million dollars a year mm-hmm. after taxes. <laughs> so I'm like, this isn't sustainable. I have to leave. And people are like, well, if you move out of your neighborhoods, then this is when gentrification comes in. You guys need to stay there and build. But there's a elementary school a block there was an elementary school a block away from where I lived. My child couldn't even go to the school because they turned it into a charter school. My child had to go to school five miles away. I had to drive her to a school that was in a neighborhood I can't even afford to live in. Wow. Like the average household co- like the cost of a house, and they even have like apartment condos up there. Mm-hmm. The average one is one point two million dollars. Ooh. Right. But I'm supposed to stay in the lower bottoms where, and I told Tamara this, there was literally a high speed chase every weekend. The police would high speed chase with their lights off. You can kill somebody, but this is like two, three, four, five o'clock in the morning running through my neighborhood. You hear, I would see the corner at least once a month on the main street, which was a block away from me. Because Jesus people Christ. were getting in these high-speed chases, running into poles, our electricity would go out. My kid actually knows the difference between a gunshot and fireworks because I lived in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But you have all these Black people who are just like, you guys are the problem because you're moving out. So I'm supposed to sacrifice my life, right. my kid's life, and my education to make you niggas happy? Yeah. Nah, I'm son. not jumping on Dion about that. <laughs> I'm just not. But, but a lot of a lot of the commentary that I have heard lately is like, "What about the kids?" I said, "Well, did you talk to them? Because they didn't seem to have a problem with it. all of all of his players because he had already had that conversation with them." Mm-hmm. Thank you. They were not upset with him. Y'all wanted them to be upset Excuse with me. him, but right. but but they understood the situation. It's just, it's very weird to me because I think that what Deion Sanders brought to uh, Jackson State with the resources and the means that he had, knowing all those uh, former NFL players, current NFL players, he created Mm -hmm. a wonderful environment Mm -hmm. for those students at Jackson State. Now, what him doing at Jackson State was he going to save all the HBCU football in no damn way. He wasn't going to do that. So to the idea that you're putting all of that on him 
come on now, stop playing. Like they they can still continue what he has started. Mm-hmm. You just mm-hmm. have to be able to bring in those resources because they now you have established those relationships with those people. Maintain those relationships. Don't feel yes. like because he left, now y'all can't do any of that. You can still do that, but are you going? Is Jackson State going to maintain that? Is the big question. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's not all on him. No, like these. I feel like this is where leadership comes in. Is you have a program that was created. He is not the program, even though he created it. He helped you. So, like you said, Tamara, keep the program going. Now he's going to go to Colorado and probably do the exact same things there, Mm -hmm. which is going to give these players a chance to, he can bring more black players into Mm -hmm. Colorado State, right? Because isn't Colorado State a D1 school? Yeah. Right. So now he's going to go over here and he's going to make it even bigger. And maybe his goal, we don't know that his goal was to eventually become an NFL coach. But what if it was? This is actually going to help him get there. Help him get mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like, and this is this actually goes into part of something else we're talking about, like in supporting Black men and, you know, everything that encompasses that this is one of those things like don't tear this man down find the good in it and support that because i don't think what he did was wrong i think he's making the best decision for himself his family and he's setting a great example for people he used to lead like Mm -hmm. inspire them to step up to the plate and lead other people because like you said it's not on him to carry all the HBCUs. Nope. Not at all. Pay attention, people. Take a lesson and follow his suit. Jesus Christ. Which which kind of segues into also our relationship with staying in our respective lanes, especially when we're talking about things that we don't have the professional experience one of the reasons we have Dr. Emily on today is because she's a professional. She knows what the fuck she's talking about. <laughs> so when it comes to law, like oh, Lord. most of the people talking about Brittany Griner, welcome home, Brittany. Yes. Welcome home. Mm-hmm. Welcome most home. of the people who had something to say about her and this recent thing that's happening with Megan and the fucking leprechaun, none of you are fucking lawyers not not even that where's y'all's fucking common sense that's all i want to know that's all i i feel like we're repeating things because people are just more interested in talking than actually knowing what the fuck they're talking about i think that a lot of people have been watching law and order marathon (laughs) and And they, they know what they're talking about now. Yes, and yeah. so suddenly they mm-hmm. have become uh, defense attorneys yes. and prosecutors, and mm-hmm. they know everything about the case. Like, mm-hmm. it's really just, it's very weird. And then when you have actual people who are lawyers who enter the conversation yes. and say, that is not why this is happening, this is why this is happening. You want to argue with someone, you you barely have a GED and you want to argue with somebody with a law degree. I don't, I don't understand it. And then like, I was like, I was looking at, um, somebody put up a tweet and I was like, 
about the, you know, Tory Lanez, Meg Stallion case. And I was just like, it's, I love that all of the defense attorneys with the penises that are coming <laughs> through and having all these things to say about Meg. And like, they were like, um, you know, they were talking about how, her being promiscuous and whatever. And they were like, well, that's just giving just cause. So, cause I sleep with a lot of people that's giving cause for you to shoot me. Is, is that what you're saying? Like, and they're like, no, that's not what I'm saying. What? No, no, because no, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, it was, it's just, it's like one of those things, like, I'm not going to argue with you because I don't want to look like an idiot because you already <laughs> are doing the job for the both. doing a great job. Yeah. yeah it's just, and so it's just, it's so, I mean, it's so much with that. It's so much, everybody now is a political analyst with Brittany Griner and why they didn't get the other man out because the other man was a whole spy. Like, and, and he got caught. And even, Donald, even, Trump, Donald Trump thank didn't want to get him out. Get him so, thank you. So what, what are we talking about? How dare mm-hmm. you blame this on the current president when our previous president said, that man can rot in hell. <laughs> yes, and left him there. <laughs> All the way. Like, I just, I want people to stop thinking that research is pulling up YouTube videos and Putting things in Google. Google search and reading the first Google is a search engine. Reading the <laughs> but reading the first thing you pull up in Google that's right. not research. Yeah. Right. Google literally no. has like a hundred pages of information, and you reading the first thing you can't like. If you tell me that you went and did your research, I'm gonna slap you in the face. That's not research. <laughs> I do research on a. I hate fucking research. I have to do it in order to finish getting my degree. And these motherfuckers are reading the first four articles they pull up Mm-mm. and being like, and they know everything. Every no, I always ask them, well, what what site, what sources did you cite? And then they look at me because they don't know what that means. Because you don't even know what I'm talking about. You haven't. They actually, don't. And, and so that's why sometimes, like, I'm just, you know, I just, I just look. I, I have learned the art of not responding and observing and then blocking people based on the idiotic things that they say because I don't even want you in my universe. Like, I was completely, totally away. Away. Just in my she, hit, she hits him with the classic, okay. <laughs> okay. Look. All right. <laughs> you got and that's it. that's how we're the same. Yeah. <laughs> Patients who come in my office and they've done their, their Google search and now they have a Google MD Okay. We're not going going back and forth. Okay. You are almost dead. (laughs) Don't come over here telling me why didn't I tell you. I did. I did. You thought your research was better. No, my favorite thing is if you know what you need, the medicines you need, are you here? Right. Mm -hmm. What can Dr. Emily do for you? You know it all. (laughs) Which which actually leads to our, our... last thing that kind of has to come around full circle as far as supporting black men. It's deeply unfortunate what happened to Twitch. Um, It put me in a very weird space because Mm -hmm. anytime somebody publicly known, you know, takes their life, you again, all of these people coming out of their fucking lane to talk about some shit that they don't like, you're not a medical professional. You're not. Stop telling people the stupid shit of depression is when you spend too much time thinking about the past and anxiety is when you're too far into the future. 
play huh? about it. What? You insensitive oh, fucks. I, I hate that that's circulating. It grinds my fucking gears because these are people also who are, suicide's a sin. You're going to hell because you're not supposed to take your life. And if it's, if it's that bad, why didn't you talk to somebody? Listen, I have had suicidal ideation since I was a small child. This is not something, first of all, that a lot of people want to admit because people want to turn you in and be mm-hmm. like, you need to process a 5150 on her. I didn't say that I'm going to kill myself. I said I have thoughts of it. And it's usually triggered by other things. It's not an everyday thing. It's circumstantial. It's environmental. If I'm in the wrong environment, it happens more often. But, you know, a medical professional like Dr. Emily understands that. These niggas online, oh, she crazy. And that's why I don't tell you motherfuckers anything. And that's, I don't know Twitch's situation. Right. I yeah. didn't know his situation, but we do know that he always seemed happy, right? Mm-hmm. But that, I mean, that's what su- suicidal ideation, people who have that, they don't always look like they're about to take their life. They're not right. this, they're not poster children for being emo. Right. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew Anthony. It was a shock when Anthony or Bourdain was gone. It was a shock when Robin Williams was gone because these people actually light up rooms when they walk in, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's internal. It's something, and I there's a doctor on um, Instagram. I love her, Doctor Raquel. She was talking. Yeah, she's she's very straightforward. Um, She was saying that it's not always internal. Sometimes there are external things that make people want to take their lives. Mm-hmm. Our quality of care. This is also mm-hmm. where Dr. Emily comes in. Our quality of care affects our mental state too. So if we're not being taken care of, which we're not in the United States of America, like the healthcare system is not because of doctors like mm-hmm. Dr. Emily. It's the system is broken, broken because I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure she wants to help everybody who comes into her office. Yeah. But insurance is one of the reasons this shit is fucked up. Say that. <laughs> it's Say a that. scam. It's a whole scam. And I can tell you as far as therapy goes, 20 years ago, when I first started in therapy, insurance did not cover it. Mm-hmm. So I had to decide how important my mental health was because that shit was $125 a visit. Mm-hmm. I didn't have $125 every week to go. Now, fast forward to 2022, it is covered, but I still have a copay. So it's $30. Mm-hmm. But just, I want to say just four years ago in 2018, it was $60. It was considered a specialty visit. Yeah. So it's like mm-hmm. if something was wrong with your toe and you had to go to the podiatrist, they put mental yeah. health professionals in the same fucking mm-hmm. bucket. And mm-hmm. I had to pay for my visits, my daughter's visits, and our family visits. Ugh. Y'all realize how much money that is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a, a lot week? Of money. A lot. Yeah. So... Yeah. When these things happen, like with Twitch, it could have been anything we don't know. Right. So for all of this speculation, I just, I wish that we would 
see the lane that we're supposed to be in, stay your ass in that lane and stop coming out like you have all the answers. Because you don't. Yeah. I, You know, I saw something on TikTok that completely, totally bothered me the day after he died, after, you know, he took his life. It was a lady who said, who came on TikTok, a Black woman, um, I'm a medium and I had a talk with Twitch last night. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> That's not what you know. Oh, are you kidding me? Did you uh, report her as harmful? You, I did. I did. I did. I got away from her page so quick. I didn't even have time to report it. I just was, you know, for me, the thing that I I wanted to stop seeing on social media was check on your friends. Oh. I check on my damn friends every day. I don't know what you're talking about, like. And then I saw, but then I did see a video of a young woman who said, everybody's talking about Twitch and everybody's like, check on your friends. She was like, you know, honestly, she said, I was in a relationship. She said, I, um, I lost my baby, um, then had a subsequent divorce all in the same time frame. She said, I had postpartum depression. She was like, it was a whole bunch of stuff going on with her. And she said, and people checked on me every day. She said, it wasn't enough. She said, yes, it wasn't, she said it wasn't enough. She said, she said, I had people check on me every day. She said, but I had one friend. She said, he saved my life. She said he had an hour commute into work every day and an hour commute home. And she said that he would call her on his commute and just talk to her every morning. Mm-hmm. She said he did it for, she said for two years. That wow. he, would, mm-hmm. he would just, she said she talked to him every day he was going to work. Mm. And she said, and and we would, she said, sometimes he would listen to me cry. Sometimes we would laugh and joke. She was like, but what he offered me was a space to feel comfortable that when I was ready to share that I could had someone to talk to. And she, and she, and she was saying that checking, checking on your friends is not enough. Mm-mm. It's not enough. It's not. Mm-hmm. And so you know- I, that was the thing that was bothering me. The whole time was like, check on your friends, check on your friends. So what if I'm checking? What if you're checking on me and I'm lying to you? Yes, mm-hmm. it happens. Yeah, it happens. It, it, it does. Me and Tam talk damn near every day. Mm-hmm. I don't talk to her about my suicidal ideation. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. don't because that's that that is a level of support. The way that we talk every day, I would probably drain the shit out of her. If I talk to mm-hmm. because we talk about literally everything else. She's like a second mother to my child. So it's like, there are certain people that are going to be in our lives for certain types mm-hmm. of support. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm glad you gave that example, Tamara, because Logan's uh, godfather, Dante, when I was pregnant with her, he literally called me every single day, every single day. Nobody else called me every single day. He called me every day that I was pregnant. Make sure you okay, you good. And we had any time I felt he he like you need anything. And we didn't even live in the mm-hmm. same state. Mm-hmm. But he called me every. I will never forget that. And Chanel, mm-hmm. once I had yeah. um, no before before I had her, I was having like really. I had a tough pregnancy. Just to make long story short, but she was like. If you need me to, I'll come get you. She did not, Emily, she did not live close to me at all. She lived Mm-mm. a good 
maybe 25, 30 minutes away. She came and got me from work one day, took me to her house so I could get sleep, then took me back home. Wow. But she used to come to my house literally every day. Mm-hmm. I had the worst suicidal ideation during my pregnancy and two years after. She wow. was around every, there wasn't a week that went by that I didn't see her. Mm-hmm. So it's like those types of people, when you say check on your friends, like, that's surface mm-hmm. level bullshit. Yeah. It you is. have to be present. Right. Yes. And that's, have to, and I, but people don't understand physician, there's a difference. Even as a physician, it's tough. Um, yes. Two years ago now, there was a um, girlfriend of mine, pediatrician. She got out of the bed with her husband at five in the morning. Two-year-old sleeping went up to her roof and jumped. So, and just like Twitch's wife, I can't imagine what she's feeling. Like, I can't imagine what my girlfriend's husband was feeling or going through because that's the ultimate, you know, and like Tam said about Brian, a good dude, but you're just like, how do you even process that? Because the Mm -hmm. judgment, this is what drives Mm -hmm. me nuts. It's easy to judge people when you looking at it from your phone or from your laptop. Yeah, I judge you're doing or what I feel like you're not doing mm-hmm. but you know and and it's you, I feel like that's the world we're in it's so easy that judgmental stuff and it drives me crazy mm-hmm. um but just that's what it, it kind of took me back to feeling how I felt about losing that girlfriend because if you think about it again just like twitch successful married seemingly mm-hmm. happy everybody loved this girl like she like you said she went in and lit up a room and we're all there feeling like okay what what could I have done differently? Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, I wasn't in her inner circle, but I still considered her a friend. But I'm just like, you know, should what should I have done differently to show her, you know, the support that you're talking about, the mm-hmm. be there, even though she lived in D.C., it doesn't matter. But, mm-hmm. you know, what could I have done differently? And I'm sure that Twitch's family and friends are all feeling that way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, and none of us can understand what, he felt or what my girlfriend felt or what you feel at those times. We can't understand. It's not our place to judge at all. Mm-hmm. Listen, I got my own stuff that I'm hoping I can. <laughs> right. Yeah. I ain't got to <laughs> I tell them all the time, don't judge my baby. Hmm. Don't judge. You'll end up in the same situation they in and the can't even spot. talk about it. Yes. Get to, get to be like, so be the, listen, check it. <laughs> no, pass. <laughs> Which is oh which is a perfect a perfect segue into our episode. Yes. As far as judging things you don't understand, <laughs> you know, this month we took a week off, but this month is about the female human body. I'm trying to be very considerate of my speech because I want to include anyone who has a female human body, whether you were born that way, you had surgery, whatever. It actually, all of this concerns everyone because in order for us to get to this place of being mm-hmm. a human walking around, we all had to sit in the original home, which is the womb, the womb of a female <laughs> human body. That's what we're talking about. The original yes. home. That's why we have 
we're grateful Dr. Emily Cooper has decided to come on here and share her professional expertise so that all you know nothing motherfuckers can shut the hell up and just listen. Just listen. That's why Dr. Cooper's here. I feel like it's it's like a a sex ed class for adults because of the things that I hear men say about the woman's, a female's anatomy, like a female human body. It's very, (laughs) very concerning. I just like... I, it's just so weird to me, especially like when they start talking about like when you have your period oh. and how how uh, men say that you you can stop it yourself. Like if you think about it, you can stop. I, I heard somebody say that, that they thought that um, he thought that his girlfriend was making her period come on because she didn't want to be bothered with him. And I was like, but, you know, it's like a cycle. So if you get on her nerves at a certain time and, and it's the same, it's going to what are you talking about? Like he was like, I think oh. that she's doing on purpose because she can think about it and make it stop. Okay. I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna try yeah, that. I'm gonna try that too. If uh, only it worked like that. <laughs> right. If we would only. all think that way. Look, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> so wait a minute. No, you gotta Yes. <laughs> what? I think so. I, I feel like we should do we should do ba- just basics. Just start from the basics, like basics. Wow. Because okay. I feel like they don't they don't know. I mean, look. Okay, what's the, what are some of the strange questions that you get or you hear? It, listen, I don't even think we have time for that. Part. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're willing to drink champ this out. Yes. <laughs> we here. You know, here's what I love when I hear, see, um, and I had someone say this in the office, I think two weeks ago that, you know, well, if I get on depo, um, that's bad because your cycle is how your body cleans the dirty stuff. And I'm like, so I'm gonna stop you right there. And this was a woman, this was a woman who was, I don't remember her exact age, but she wasn't 12 just starting her cycle. She was over 35. And I'm like, so no, no, she may not have been that old, but she was she was definitely over 25. So I'm like, so let me stop you right there, because what we're not going to do is continue to share ignorant information. And that's ignorant. So so there's that, the whole cleansing and it's dirty and it's the evils. And I'm like, you do know your liver is the thing that cleans the toxins. It's mm-hmm. not vagina. Why would God <sighs> make that the thing? Because then men should just die by 15. Yes, yes, yes. Because <laughs> then they wouldn't have anything that clean. Anyway, I digress. So I hear all sorts of things like, you know, the whole... My favorite is, um, you know, not to bring politicians into it, but talking about the Roe v. Wade thing. Well, you know, there's there's a way that, you know, you can tell, you know, a woman that's been raped and they can prevent rape and they can, you know, something in their v- v- vagina. What? Oh, shut up and sit down. What? <laughs> you can tell if they've been raped. Okay. So, how, sir? How? How? Indeed. So I hear all all sorts of things. So if, if we're going to talk about the basics, you know, 
I think here, here's what I would say, right? So, you know, to go back to kindergarten cop, boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. Let's, we could start with the base. Yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, you know, it kind of depends on where you all want me to go. But it, so here's what happens quickly to go through kind of the life cycle reproductive system. So, you know, as this was introduced, the original womb of a woman. So as a baby forms, even as a baby girl forms, right? And so let's clear this up. Men, hear, hear me. So if you are a man, stop what you're doing and listen. Listen. <laughs> the sperm, i.e. your sperm man, determines the sex of the baby, not the woman. We have two X's. You have an X and a Y. So your X either gets with our X and makes a girl, or your Y gets with our X and makes a boy. So rewind that if you need to hear it again, because I said it's slow for you. Anyway, moving on. So, because <laughs> that's the other thing. I'm like, if you don't sit down and shut up. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. No. <laughs> when the girl, a baby girl is forming in mom's womb, we have the baby girl's ovaries make about 16 million eggs, believe it or not. Wow. And by the time, so you, once the eggs are made, it's a constant eggs are dying. So from that 16 million, eggs are dying. So by the time a baby girl is born, she's down to 1 million eggs. Okay, hmm. that's all the eggs that's going to be made in a lifetime. So unlike the man who makes sperm every 72 hours. Jesus Christ. Every 72 hours, a man makes sperm. A woman. Damn, man. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm like, let me get my notepad. So. <laughs> a woman is born with all the eggs she's going to make. Like, yeah. there is no woman mm -hmm. making more eggs. And so, you know, again, just a step into this Roe v. Wade thing. Sorry, I just keep going there. So we're, we're regulating women's bodies. But a woman can only get pregnant one time. So if a woman is pregnant, that's it. A man can get a new girl pregnant every day. Yeah. Okay, anyway, moving on. So, um, so at birth, you're born with about a million eggs. That's all you're going to get. So again, eggs are constantly dying every day. So by the time... A young girl has her first menstrual cycle. You're at about 300,000 eggs, okay? Mm -hmm. And so each month, the cycle starts. Your menstrual cycle actually starts on day one of your period where we are bleeding. That, so the menstrual cycle is actually about 28 days. That's the average. Some people mm -hmm. is a little shorter. Some people is a little longer. Mm -hmm. So when you actually bleed, that's day one of your cycle. That's not the end of your cycle. It's the beginning. Mm -hmm. So what is happening is each month your body is preparing for you to be pregnant. So literally, yes, that's how a 10 and 11, a 12 year old can get pregnant. Yep. So you are preparing for pregnancy, whether or not you're really intending to or not. That's what your body is doing every month. So um, the ovaries is good. I have this head. <laughs> I got glamour girl right now. So <laughs> your, the uterus. So if my head 
is the uterus. And no, it's not shaped like this. Your uterus is shaped kind of, I'm upside down. So your uterus is shaped like this, okay? Like a, like a, like an upside triangle. down triangle, mm -hmm. right? Your cervix is at the bottom and that is at the end of your vagina. So um, the fallopian tubes hang from the uterus like this, okay? So, you know, my hair, I'm holding it up. These are my fallopian tubes. My head is the uterus. So, and then your ovaries. So if this is the arm of the fallopian tube, your ovary just kind of free floating out here in your mm -hmm. pelvis, right? The ovary is where the eggs are made. So have been made, you know, because you're born with all the eggs you're going to get. So in the menstrual cycle, the first part after you shed your, your, your uterine lining, and I'm going to come back to that. So your ovary says, picks, you know, about 16 eggs and says, okay, these are the eggs this month that we're going to mature and hopefully get ready for pregnancy. So about 10 to 16 eggs will grow, but one egg wins the race and grows the biggest. As that egg is winning the race, the other ones die, right? So that egg gets released from the ovary and these finger-like projections, your fallopian tube actually has them, catches the egg and brings it into the fallopian tube where it will hopefully meet up with the sperm that comes to visit. So. <laughs> that comes to visit. <laughs> now, about, you know, because if you all have any friends who have been through IVF or anything, they talk about sperm mm -hmm. counts and stuff. This is a real thing. There are between, a good sperm count is at least a million sperm Jesus. that get released to go visit. But one wins the race. And sometimes, of course, we know two may win the race or three, you know, mm -hmm. for multiples, right? Yeah. So one wins the race, swims up the uterus, swims up the uterus to go to the fallopian tube to meet the egg that won from the ovary. So they get happy. They come together. They go down and implant in the uterus, right? So that's if the woman gets pregnant. If she doesn't, and it's just a menstrual cycle. So that egg is rolling along, hoping it's going to meet a sperm, you know, doing this little thing. So if it doesn't meet up with the sperm, once it gets inside the womb, it sits there. So an egg can sit there because you hear people, they get pregnant at any time of the menstrual cycle, and that, that happens. Mm -hmm. So meanwhile, the lining of the womb, the lining of the uterus, is building up to form the placenta. Right. And all this is done through hormones is the interaction of hormones. The, the human body is truly amazing. Mm -hmm. So the uterine wall is building up to now form the placenta. So the egg will go there and wait. If nothing happens, everything just kind of the hormones finish what they're doing. And if nothing is formed from the sperm and the egg coming together, everything sloughs off. And that's our period where the blood comes out. Okay. Okay. So that's kind of the general, you know, quick and dirty. So once you hit menopause, that's when your hormones, um, you're out of eggs. So even though your hormones are still going, there are no more eggs that can be released. Mm -hmm. And so things get helter skelter until you don't have a cycle for a year. And then that's when you hit menopause. And then that's when hormones can kind of be out of whack and cause other things that are another podcast <laughs> <laughs> which we do need to have because i'm i'm in perimenopause oh welcome great hate it hate it i, I don't even know where i am in that in that phase i mean 
Well, if you're still having a cycle, even if you're so if your cycles are abnormal, you may be. So what have perimenopause can be, you know, 10 years, you know, so you can have abnormal cycles. But as long as you still have a cycle, even if you only have one cycle a year, you are Mm -hmm. not menopausal until there has been absolutely no cycle for one full year. So patients get to 12 to 10 months, 11 months and they're like, but, but, and I'm like, sorry. Dang. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. That is tough. I have to say, this little educational, y'all who have sat through it, you guys do realize that happens to every female human (laughs) every month. Yes, every month. month. So all of these motherfuckers (laughs) who are are saying overturn Roe versus Wade, are you out of your goddamn mind? Do you even know what she just explained? Did you even sit through it? Because to the average listener, like, this isn't exciting. I came to this podcast. Listen, all of this matters. All of this shit matters. Because mm-hmm. one thing goes wrong with this process, our entire body is out of control. Yeah. One yes. little tiny thing goes wrong. I had, mm-hmm. I had um, cysts on my ovaries as a teenager. And so the doctor says, you're never going to be able to have kids because these cysts, if we cut them off, is going to fuck up your process. You won't be able to carry children because we'll have to cut into your fallopian tubes. We'll have to cut on your ovary. So you just got to leave them there. But as long as they're there, you cannot carry a child. I'm like, bet. I don't want kids. No way. But the shit's mad fucking painful and it gives it gave me the periods from hell and it wasn't a gradual thing dr cooper it was i think i started my period i was 10 i have had the periods from hell since i was 10 i'm talking yeah. about the two nighttime thick pads because when wow. i had my period when it started what 33 years ago we didn't have wings we didn't, we didn't have those those we thin wings. Pads. Yes, it was like a key, key. You could see the pad yes. in my pants. Yes, and I had to wear two mm. as a as a little girl. I had to wow. wear two as a teenager, and then you're in school, and they don't want to let you go to the bathroom. The bathroom. So yeah. I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding all over myself. But I have to change these two pads every period. You have two to three minutes to get to your next class. You know how long mm. it takes to change two pads in a Forever. dirty ass high school bathroom? Bathroom. As I was about to say, ugh. At least 20 minutes. Yes. Thank you. Because you got to make sure they position right. You got to mm-hmm. make sure you don't bleed through. It's mm-hmm. it's hell. So, yeah. you know, I got, I got, I didn't get on birth control until I was 18 because according to my dad, you don't need to be on birth control. You're not going to have no baby. Another myth. Let's bust this myth, Dr. Cooper. Why do women get on birth control? <laughs> Usually birth control is the last reason. Right. Exactly. The last reason. Right. I mean, there's, there's a laundry list. Yes. <laughs> With birth control being last, that it, it's unfortunate that that is how it's known, I mean, from from acne to 
painful mm-hmm. periods, from heavy periods. I mean, the, it's a it's literally a laundry list mm-hmm. of why. Some people don't have periods, so they put them on birth control so that they'll have yeah, one. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So many reasons. And, you know, when, when I have young patients who come in and, you know, so if I, if that's my plan, so let's say there's a young lady like you, you know, 12, 13, heavy cycles, you know, that's, that's how I present it. And I don't say birth control because, you know, Mm -hmm. everybody knows birth control. Few people, and this is sad, I'm going to let the secret out. (laughs) Few people know it as oral contraceptives. Yes. Oh, yes. I use that term because I'm like, let's do some oral contraceptives to help her heavy cycles. (laughs) But see, I have to say, because it was called that also, that's why my dad didn't want Mm -hmm. me and my sister on it. Well, they're not having sex. Yeah. Sir. Sir. This is so I will stop bleeding like a stuck pig. But he doesn't give a fuck because he doesn't bleed out of his dick. (laughs) Some days I wish they did just so that they understood what it was. Y'all know I can't share this podcast with the church. Oh, 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 sorry. 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 I'm sorry. This is so funny about you saying that, that about I had someone ask me because I, I didn't start to get really bad cramps until I started taking, when I was in Atlanta, I started taking birth control pill and pills, and then I started having the worst cramps and started hemorrhaging. And so I just got off of them. Like, I just stopped taking them because I was like, this is kind of ridiculous. But somebody was like, what does it feel like, like your cramps? Because you're always complaining oh. about your cramps. And this is what I used to tell LaRon. I was like, imagine... A, ma- a little man, a miniature man <laughs> with a pickaxe, with a little pickaxe, tapping you on your balls all day long. <laughs> not hard, not soft, but just constant. All day, just all, just all day long. I was like, now you have that. That's, a, that's what part I said. And then you're bleeding. And then mm-hmm. you have diarrhea. Yes. And, <laughs> and a headache at the same time. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and he was like, he was like, okay. He was like, you got it. He was like, you, I was like, I was like, but that's the only way I could explain it for uh-huh. like a man to kind of understand what understand. it, what some of us feel during, mm-hmm. you know, when it's that time of the month. Like it's awful for some people. Got to add the pickaxe and then he squeezes them. Yes, yes. yes, yes. So let, yeah. you know, talk. I want to talk about that because even with oral contraceptives, there's side effects, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of women who have talked to me, oh, you need to get off that stuff. It's not healthy for you. Ma'am, you drink literally a gallon of Hennessy every weekend. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> I'm doing this so that a I don't... gallon of Hennessy. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing this so I don't bleed to death. Are you, are you kidding me? Right. So it's like, because there's so many reasons, like how our bodies operate as female humans, it's... I hate that there are so many people who are not professionals who mm-hmm. have so much to say that mm-hmm. it makes it difficult for when a professional is speaking to the point where it's just like, let people think what they want to think because yeah. 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 we can tell you until we're blue in the face mm-hmm. what these things are. I remember my dad used to be like, oh, you guys are being so dramatic. 
And I was like, is he serious? And I literally watched my mom. She was one of the first people to get, um, what was the one that they put it, the contraceptive? Implanon. Thing? Huh? Was it Implanon, the six rods? It was the one, what was it called? The one before that. It came mm. out and I want to say the 90s. But it was six, six yeah, tubes. Yeah, that's Implanon. Okay. Mm -hmm. She got Implanon. the six tubes in her arm. Mm -hmm. It gave my mom blood clots this big. Mm. I saw them. Like, she was screaming one time in the shower. She thought she was having a miscarriage. It was blood clots. Wow. And wow. they couldn't, they were so big, they couldn't even go down the drain. They were, like, just stuck Ugh, there. Spitting. And... She was like, I have to get this out of me. I have to, because it was not stopping at all. I have, um, I currently have an IUD. The first IUD I had, I didn't have a period for like five years. Ooh. But what I did have every month at the same time every month, I kid you, I'm not exaggerating. It felt like somebody punched me in the stomach real fast. And I would just be like, oh, and my husband at the time would be like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I'm ovulating. And he was like, mm -hmm. it really? It feels like that for real. And I was yes, like, it does. would you like me to punch you in the stomach? And he was like, I think you're exaggerating. And I could literally feel the yes. egg moving. Yes. And it moves like in slow motion. So yes. that punch, the best way I could describe it, that punch, you're feeling that the whole time it's moving. The whole time. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then it just stops. It's called middle schmerz. There is a name. I've for never that. heard of that. It's called middle schmerz. So if you you feel yourself obviously like, because I feel it, yeah, it's, mm -hmm. that's, wow, that's real. there's a medical term for it. Mm -hmm. I would be in the store and I would just stop and just stand there. I learned to control my face, but for some reason, oddly, our children. I really do feel like there's something scientific about this. Anyone who has lived inside you, they know when something's wrong with you. Bug would be like, mom, are you okay? And I'd be like, mm-mm. I'll be all right in a minute. <laughs> and then it would pass, and then I would go on about my business. But mm -hmm. this is like, I'm glad, finally, a professional is affirming what I'm saying. Because mm -hmm. the amount of people who are just like, oh, you're being so dramatic. They love yeah. to say that, though. They, just, yes. I mean, they love to to say that we're being dramatic because, mm -hmm. but that's basically like a lot of times, just because it didn't happen to you or you don't feel it doesn't, doesn't mean it's not real. And 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 a lot of times, I feel like that is how men kind of uh, interpret the things that happens to a woman's body. Like mm -hmm. they they totally feel like it's not real it's not happening we're being dramatic because it's not something that happens to them and that's just like I, I i can't i mean i can't turn you into a woman tomorrow and give you all of it like if there was a magic wand bam i would give you I, one month and then let you, randomly and let you turn guys into <laughs> female humans yeah. have at it, like, sir. here here take this i mean it's, it's, I'm, they they're not going to survive the menstrual cycle. Certainly ain't going to survive labor. Yes, that's what I was going to say. That when I see the when I see the men when they put those things on that they do the simulations. Yeah, mm -hmm. how these? I mean, these men are on the ground in tears, and I'm like, yeah, that's what your wife was 
was experiencing when she gave birth to your kid, dude. And you mm-hmm. over here balled up in a circle. Like what? Yeah. I'm glad. Thankfully, I'm glad. my husband didn't say that. He was like, no, nah, I'm good. I, I believe. <laughs> like, I'm good. I believe I'm, you. I'm glad you mentioned labor. But and I'm come back to all of the, the things inside. But I was in when I was in labor with Bug. Her dad and his godbrother were in the room. And these niggas was cracking jokes and laughing and carrying on. Mind you, I've only gone six centimeters. My cervix decides it doesn't want to open anymore. My garage door is broke. And I'm Mm. like, this pain. I had back labor. So I didn't have labor in my stomach, which... Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't mm-hmm. know that that happens. Mm-hmm. They're like, "What do you mean?" So you didn't. So you were great. You didn't have any pain in your. I said, "No, no." no. The pain that no. should have been in my stomach oh. was in my back and hips. It felt like someone was pulling my legs apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was oh. literally the worst pain I've ever been in my life. And they're cracking jokes, and I was just like, "If you guys laugh one more second, you're gonna have to get the hell out of my room." And they're like. Why are you being so sensitive? Really? I'm in fucking labor. And I had been in labor, actually. I had back labor for two weeks oh, before wow. I actually gave birth to her. So when people uh, are just like, yeah, I was only in labor for two minutes. Okay, bitch. I was. <laughs> but, but I want people to know, like, it's, it's literally different for every female yep. human yep. body. We do and not it can be different every pregnancy because yes, whatever you experience the first one is not necessarily what you're going to experience the second one. Thank you. So. Thank you for saying that. I mm-hmm. I mean, we can come back to this, but I, I want you to talk about odors because for some reason, <laughs> even women do this. Oh, I don't smell like anything. And it's like, you do know there's supposed to be an odor, right? I'm not saying you're supposed to smell like mackerel. That's not what I'm saying. At all. Because usually that's a sign of infection, right? Mm-hmm. But if you smell a little musty, it's you have hair down there. Yeah. Yes. What is the what hair plan? for, Dr. Emily? Can you can you tell us what the hair's for? For well, everybody the- who's like stripping all their hair off. Right. <laughs> so the external, we'll call it the external reproductive part of a female okay. is actually to prevent infection from getting inside the vagina and up into your cervix. So it does serve a purpose actually. Um, so, and, and again, yes, you, there's hair and part of hair, there's a sweat gland associated with every hair on your body. So mm-hmm. there's sweat glands down there. And then of course, you know, the, your natural odor, you know, as you know, you hear, mm-hmm. We see jokes about things like pheromones and all. Like, you know, yeah. some men can say they know when their um, their lady friend is ovulating. Like, that's at the height where you can get pregnant. So that is very true. So everyone has their mm-hmm. own, you know, smell, we'll say. So, you know, the people who say that, again, you, you know nothing, Jon Snow. Like, <laughs> it's tiring. <laughs> being a doctor sometimes so yes that's the, what the, the for so the whole, you go ahead and pull it all off i don't you know I, but you know as but listen no judgment 
you do you boo just know yes you know that yeah so i want i want as little problems with my meat curtains as possible right so i you know i'm not i'll cut it down because yeah. it does get a little fern gullyish. Mm-hmm. so you know mm-hmm. i have to have some maintenance but as far as the total stripping away i just yeah. when i used to wax i used to have problems yeah i didn't like how i how i smelled mm-hmm. and it was i used to go and they'd be like oh you have a uti how did i get that right the doctor was like Maybe leave a little hair. Maybe you cut all your protection away. (laughs) And let's see, without being crass, how do I say this? So the one time that I did that for my wedding, um, (laughs) it just didn't feel right because none of it, you know, there shouldn't be skin rubbing against skin like that down there all the time. Because, you know, think about it. There's no way you can let that air during the day. You're at work, you're doing whatever. So... You can't let that stuff flap out all day. So I didn't like the way it felt. Um, it, it just, you know, you sweat a little bit and forget it. You're having to change your whole outfit just from sweat. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yes, the hair serves a purpose. I I want us to get comfortable with our bodies. Mm-hmm. And anyone mm-hmm. who has a female human body, I think a lot of us are conditioned to be uncomfortable with our bodies because Mm -hmm. we live in a misogynistic patriarchal society that says your body is for me. So I want it to look a certain way. I want it to smell a certain way. I just, listen, male humans, none of our bodies are built smelling like Victoria's Secret. Like we legit sprayed that shit on. That's not- cherry blossom. Yeah, we're not. It doesn't smell like that. Just (laughs) on GP, like our natural. I, I sometimes I don't think a lot of female humans know what their body smells like because we've been conditioned to present it a certain way. Like Mm -hmm. even even when it comes to shaving, uh, my kid's very hairy. Her dad is hairy. He, I used to call him a fucking werewolf. But of course that holds odors, but I didn't want it to be like, oh, you have to shave because you're a woman. And that's what society pushes is that if you are considered a girl, shave those, uh, that's, that's unattractive. Shave those armpits, shave those legs. Mm -hmm. And that hair is there for a reason. I want it to be her choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, that's how I presented to her. Cause if she, if it's too much for her. Yeah, definitely. You know, I'll show you how to do it. But I think a lot of this lack of knowledge, especially mm-hmm. when women have it about their own bodies, mm-hmm. is because we're doing what men told us to do to our bodies. Yes. And I really think that's why that vaginal steaming has caught on the way it has, because you don't really know. And so you took whoever's word. I don't even know who started it, but you took whoever's word that this is what... It, no, your reproductive system, your vagina is a whole living, breathing organ. It don't need none of that. Don't need no douche. Don't need no JJ steam. Don't need none of that. Or the people that were putting the potpourri in there, the potpourri packets. 
They were asking was, for a UTI. Yes. It yes. was like the pearls with the like the the, yes. her, the herbs and, and, and yeah and all this stuff in there. What are you doing? What are you doing? You want to call me every other week because you got a bacterial vaginosis and you don't want to come see me. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, so go do the danger in steaming doing the steaming. And like, <laughs> what What is the danger in vaginal steaming? There's no necessarily danger other than if it's too hot and it burns you, but there's no benefit. <laughs> okay. So, so, so it's a scam. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hustle. Okay. If it, it makes people feel better, I mean, I don't know. I can't okay. comment on that, but as far as any It's strictly cosmetic. Benefit, yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's strictly cosmetic. Like okay. That part. Because someone was like, "Oh, this is awesome," and then I'm that when I saw how much it cost, I was like, "No." Mm -hmm. I'm but, okay. but the thing is that if you really wanted to steam your JJ, you could do that at home. At home, you have a kettle, and, um, and you can sit on top of a bowl mm -hmm. with some hot water on it. Hot water, steam, that's steam. Not, that's not as luxurious, Tam. That's not as luxurious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to save you. Look, I'm trying to save you two fifty. Like <laughs> yeah, some duck. Like Papa squat at home. Yes, <laughs> most definitely. <laughs> I just, I just think a, a lot of times because, like, like Sunita said, that we a lot of women don't know about their own bodies. Right. And then they, you know, they're in households where their parents, their mothers don't know about their own bodies. So it's mm -hmm. like the blind is literally leading the blind in those oh, yes. situations. And then, mm -hmm. you know, I always, I always have the conversation about people because when we talk about like sex, I'm always like, I always ask people who had, what was the sex conversation that your parents had with you? Mm -hmm. And I was like, my mother never had a sex. There was no conversation. Like everything that I learned, I learned on my own, either by reading the book or somebody told me something and I had to find out if it was true or not. Mm -hmm. Like it was that. So I feel like in, in respect to these types of conversations about, you know, the female human body, it's the same situation. Nobody's mm -hmm. nobody's having the conversations that they're taking sex right. education or anything that's about anatomy of boys and girls out of schools mm -hmm. and then your parents don't are ignorant to the who's it's like who's teaching who what and how do people know right you know what i'm saying so we have all these people saying all these things selling these steaming in these uh, uh potpourri pussy packs or whatever like what Jesus. <laughs> I see like something online or like there's somebody selling something and I always want to be like girl and the girls be like yes I'm about to order I'd be like don't buy that like don't, <laughs> don't, don't do put, it don't do it don't put that in your person like just like, <laughs> but, it's, but it's it's because and it's just because of lack of knowledge and it's, mm -hmm. I don't know like you know there are definitely people out here who want to spread the good word about right. about that but mm -hmm. like what resources would you like if i wanted to refer somebody what is a good resource that you would that we should utilize to like even to younger girls or just somebody who you know is like girl that is not how that goes this is what you're supposed to do uh, you know <laughs> well <laughs> i would hope that people have a doctor 
cut they go to that they can ask some of these questions however um there mm-hmm. are a couple of websites that i trust that i send people to um i don't know if they've added updated stuff to blackdoctor.org but that's a good one okay um, there is also places like the Cleveland Clinic have, um, you can search pretty much anything on the Cleveland Clinic website and there will be a patient information brochure. Um, another website is uh, familydoctor.org, which is done by my professional organization, the American Academy of Family Physicians. So I would say one of those, WebMD sometimes, but I would say WebMD behind the other ones that I listed just because sometimes some of the stuff they write, I'm like, what? Um, but those <laughs> those are kind of the resources. And, you know, hopefully I'll be invited back to the podcast. So maybe some of your people will write in questions yes. and we could, you know, kind of go through that. But um, yeah, let's not do the Google search and get your Google MD and go in your doctor's office and be like, hey, Hey, Miss Cooper. So let's talk about that for a second. Let me get on my soapbox real quick. I don't know why y'all's people, because I'm not going to be black right now. I don't know why y'all's people. <laughs> the worst ones want to come in the office and call me Miss Cooper. And then you get in your feelings when I say. Absolutely not. Dr. Cooper. Cooper. Um, I'm Mrs. Cooper when I'm with my husband and. I don't see him here. So you came into the doctor's office as a doctor. Why do people, why do y'all's people always want to have an attitude about that? I had somebody write a complaint and downgrade me on this score, which is a whole nother t- conversation because I corrected them and said, please refer to me as Dr. Cooper. First of all, these degrees cost way too much money <laughs> and you have put in way too much work for yes. niggas. To be disrespect, you gotta put some respect on Dr. Cooper's name. Like that's what I'm saying. Oh, I would have been fired up about that. I would have been super. And it's people that look like us that are the worst offenders. I have never, and I can, I can honestly say I've never. Now I had a white patient call me the colored doctor, but anyway, <laughs> you're not allowed to go back. <laughs> but I, it's always the brown folk like seriously and i'm like and usually i'm like do you see a male doctor yeah do you call them mr johnson when you go see mm-hmm. them that's so, crazy at the end of the day we can blame everything on the patriarchy yes <laughs> because that's that's all this is it's look the it's, patriarchy or the colonizers it's uh-huh. one of those things we can choose yes it's <laughs> it's very very much so any any types of professions that were usually specifically men men you mm-hmm. know now that women are are included in it it's still very hard it's mm-hmm. weird it's hard mm-hmm. for some people i won't even say hard people are just conditioned to do stupid shit and it's yeah. just a it's a societal norm mm-hmm. and i just i want us to stop uh, it's dr that, cooper that yeah. dr cooper <laughs> Look, I'm yes. I'm an advocate of this. Like even even young ladies and even women my age who are in school trying to get their doctorate, mm-hmm. I call them doctor. Mm-hmm. You're Absolutely. gonna get it. Absolutely. So right. let's let's fully embody this. Yep. Mm-hmm. I did this with uh, another another guest we had. She's a teacher, so usually we call her Professor Coggle, but she's going to get her doctorate. Dr. Cogill, and she corrected me. I'm not a doctor yet. You're gonna be one. You're gonna be. Yes. Yeah. Embody this. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. make listen. 
people going to hate me when I go get my doctorate. Get it, girl. I, might, I might even tell my kid, I'm not, I'm no longer mom. I'm <laughs> Dr. Delano. Oh, Dr. she's going to hate you for that. She's going to hate you for that. And I'm going to sit there and laugh while I eat my popcorn <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Hilarious. Hey, so this is this is work. Even even coming on here, this is your day off work. Yes, this is work for you, Doctor Cooper. It is. It's okay. We appreciate you so much for doing it, though. We definitely we do. will bring you back because I know that the questions are going to come once they. I mean, especially after the last the last episode when I said people had stage eight cancer, people were coming at me talking about some. <laughs> Not eight. Yes. I mean, we, I we didn't even it. we didn't even get to get into it. So you definitely have to come back because yes. we, we have to have an episode about STDs. Yes. Yeah, we you do know. Need yes, we and, definitely need to do that one. And we'll talk you know, about how soul you can... ties and stuff because that's what I tell my young people. <laughs> yes, it, it is absolutely true. And let's just end this as, as the beginning of the next time I come back. It is absolutely true that sex is a chemical reaction. So if you rolling up in there raw, Yes, you are having sex with every person that he has had sex with. Oh, I I can't wait. Knocking off you. my pH. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait for you to come back and say that, so I can be like, say it more for the people in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to talk about that. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness, this was so much fun. In the time, look, I'm gonna call it. Every time that's me. I haven't changed. Thank you I, for look, coming. I know. I have to look. I have to be a better friend and make it to North Carolina. Yeah, come see this my little broke best friend. Cause good lord. <laughs> yes, <I cannot wait. laughs> yeah. Yes. So, and we got plenty room for you. You ain't got to stay nowhere. You got your own room, your own bathroom. Come on. Look. Let me look. Let me look at my calendar. <laughs> So, okay, so we're gonna wrap this on up. Thank you yes. again, Doctor Cooper, you. for participating in this, and we will definitely bring you back for another episode. Um, I hope that what you said today explained and taught, and everybody learned a little bit about the female human anatomy. So again, thank you again for coming to Outside Voice Inside. And um, we have one more episode before we close out the month of December. Yes. And uh, that's just kind of be about a, it's a, about health. We're going to talk about health oh, the next fun. episode. Oh, I'm going to make so. sure I watch that one. <laughs> thank you. Yes, we have another guest coming, but we're going to be doing, we're going to be focusing on health. So, okay. so. Look, I'm going to do you like you do me, uh, Sanita. Say goodbye to the people. <laughs> Adios, amigos. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thank you again. You are, uh, look, no, thank you for coming. We appreciate it on your day off. Yeah, no problem. I enjoy things like this, so it didn't feel like work at all. Yeah. <laughs> Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at OVI Podcast. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, or Audible. And thank you for listening to Outside Voice Inside.